What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Andrea Janae podcast, where the sole purpose here is that you'll hear something that will encourage you, challenge you, but most importantly, something that will transform you so that you can continue to live your best life for Christ. Today, we are going to talk about fear. Yes, fear. Fear is an emotion that all of us have experienced or are experiencing. We are in a global pandemic. I know a lot of people um, are anxious, which is another form of fear, or fear even sometimes going outside or being next to somebody. Like this pandemic has really played on a lot of our emotions, fear being one of them. Some of us fear the future. Some of us fear um, being vulnerable in certain relationships. Some of us fear the next step in life and sometimes that fear has a way of controlling how we live our day-to-day lives and so I wanted to talk about fear today because I too have struggled and sometimes if not most of the time still struggle with fear I've allowed fear to govern my life sometimes and I do believe that when we allow fear to take over and allow fear to um, make certain decisions in our lives, we miss out. And um, I don't think it's God's desire for us to miss out. And so I just wanted to share what I'm learning about fear and what we see in God's word concerning fear and then how we can go about our lives so that fear does not overtake us and cause us to miss out on the great things that God has for us, right? I wanted to start out with the fact that, again, fear is an emotion that we all have. We cannot um, not experience this emotion. It's what we have. So God, we know, is triune, right? We have God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He exists in three. And God has created us in his likeness and image. So he has created us to be also triune people. So we are body, soul, and spirit, right? Our spirit is what connects to God. Um, Our body is, you know, our flesh, um, our senses, all of that. And then our soul, Our soul contains our mind, our will, and our emotions. So if God has created me to have a soul with emotions, obviously I'm going to experience a range of emotions. And we also know that God has also showed us and experienced emotion as well. He loves us. He's been pleased with us. He's been displeased with us. Um, There's a scripture that we like to quote very easily where Jesus wept, right? And we also see God being angry. So it would make sense that when he created us, he created us with emotions. And our soul that contains our mind, will, and emotions is how we not only understand ourselves and the world around us, but it's how we connect with people. It's how we're able to relate to people. It's through emotions that we are able to um, sympathize and empathize with people so that we may become ministers, right? So that we can do ministry, right? I can't minister to somebody if I cannot meet them um, where they're at and at least have sympathy about where they're at in life. 
And so what I want us to realize is that, yes, we are humans made up of a ton of different emotions and they are needed in our daily lives. Sometimes we like to suppress them or sometimes we like to run away from them, but we need these emotions. God has given us these emotions for a reason and it's how we choose to navigate through them that is important, right? So I think sometimes, especially in the church, we're taught to suppress a lot of our emotions or even in society, we are taught to be strong, right? Um, Men are taught to not to cry. Um, Women, especially black women, are taught to be strong in all different circumstances. And so we've learned to either run away or suppress emotions, but we have to learn how to deal with them and we have to learn how to deal with them in a healthy way. And one of those emotions is fear, Fear can be dealt with in a healthy way. And we see it in the word. We um, see two types of fear, actually. We see tormenting fear and we see godly fear, right? One comes to take control of our lives and lead us into a place where we don't operate as our best selves for Christ. The devil uses fear as a way to control us and to destroy us. But then there is godly fear that um, comes to help us recognize the power and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. And it helps us navigate through this life in a healthy way um, with our emotions and with fear. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about the two different types of fear that we see in the word. And then I want to show you guys that we have the power to take control of our lives and our emotions so that we can live our best lives for Christ. We don't have to hide or run or suppress any emotion that we feel. But instead, I think we should be obligated to allow ourselves to feel the emotion that we're feeling, but also be honest and then seek out what the what God says in his word about these emotions so that I can actually submit them under his authority and I can continue to walk in his power and his love and his grace, right? Walk in a sound mind. And God has given us that type of power and authority over our lives and over our emotions. So let's jump into it. The first type of fear, like I said, we see in the Bible that I want to talk about is fear that torments, right? Tormenting fear. This is the fear I think a lot of us actually allow ourselves to fall into, right? The moment we fear something, we allow ourselves to literally go left, right? We think about all the bad things that could ever happen and then we govern our lives according to that type of fear, This fear can present itself as anxiety or, you know, we say, you know, we're anxious about something, but in those moments and in those feelings, we allow ourselves to like cower away or shut down. We don't um, take risks and we don't step out on faith. And so this type of fear is tormenting, right? It, It comes to impact our lives in a negative way to where we live in this constant state of not actually being free, um, not walking in 
peace or love or grace. Um, we instead are walking in doubt and um, we try to play it safe, quote unquote. Um, and so we miss out, right? I remember when I was going through my um, heaviest and strongest season of depression, um, what caused the depression was fear of abandonment. And I remember at night is when the enemy would attack my mind about um, people leaving, about about people not loving me the most to a point where I remember coming home from work one night and um, going to open my front door and being afraid to go into my room and lay my head down because I knew that the devil would torment my mind about um, people not loving me, about people who say they care for me leaving. Like that is tormenting fear, right? And so I think we have to um, not only know where this fear is stemming from, but how it's controlling our mind, how it's keeping us from living a fulfilled life, how it's lying to us, right? Um, how it's controlling us in our day to day. First John 4 and 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. What I see and learn from these scriptures is that perfect love casts out fear. What we have to realize is that this fear that comes to govern our lives negatively, that comes to torment us, Jesus Christ paid the price for this fear on the cross. That was perfect love. His love has cast out this fear. There is now his blood that has been shed that has given us power to overcome this type of fear, right? And it casts it out. And then it says, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. I believe for me, what that says is that if I allow myself to um, succumb to this type of fear, right, then I don't understand or have not grasped the fullness of Christ's love for me, right? The love that actually gives me power to overcome this fear because he went to the cross and paid the price for this fear, right? And so this type of fear does come when we look at this um, scripture, even in context, we see that they're also talking about the day of judgment, which can be fearful for those who don't know where they will spend eternity. But if I have given my life to Christ, and if I know that Christ has come and paid the the price um, for my life and for this type of fear, I will not fear the day of judgment. There's nothing to be afraid about, right? Because his perfect love has cast that out. His perfect love has... Um, was demonstrated on the cross when he nailed that type of fear to the cross with him. So we don't have to live in fear of what's going to come or what's going to happen next or um, even this pandemic or, you know, our future, that relationship, that next step in life. Um, We don't have to be tormented by some of the traumas 
um, we've experienced in life that has caused us to fear even being in um, certain type of relationships or anything like that because Jesus has paid the price for that fear and we have love, his love that covers that and casts that out, right? So what is the other type of fear then? There is a healthy sense of fear and that is godly fear. We know that Proverbs 1 and 7 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. What type of fear is this? This is not a tormenting fear where I am completely afraid of God, right? But it is a fear that um, shows respect for who he is. It acknowledges who he is and I think of the fear of God or a godly fear, like the fear we have with our parents, right? Or the relationship we have with our parents. So I know that my parent loves me. I know that my parent cares for me. And I know that growing up, my parents set in place a set of rules. And if I chose to break those rules, um, then there was discipline, right? But... I did not walk in fear of my parents, right? I knew that if I broke such and such rules, um, I would be grounded, yelled at. For some of us, we got whoopings. I was not big on whoopings. All my parents had to do was yell at me and your girl was in tears and take away my phone and ground me. Like that was my type of punishment, but there is consequences, right? But after those consequences, I knew my parents still love me. I know that they're doing it from a place um, of love to make sure that I grow up to be my best self, right? And so it's the same with God. I don't walk around fearing God in the sense where I'm stepping on eggshells or I'm afraid to do something and worry that I might mess up and um, he's going to just correct me right there on the spot or... um, I live in this fear where I will never be able to do anything right before him. Um, Everything I do is wrong and he's always um, not pleased with me. Like that's a, that's tormenting fear. Like he has this huge power over me and I just, I just can't be my best self, but rather I see God as a parent, right? I know that he has um, placed a set of standards for my life that he requires out of me and it's from a place of love he when he is correcting me it's from a place of love and righteousness when he is leading and guiding me it's from a place of love and righteousness whatever god does for me is from a place of love and righteousness in that i respect him in that because i want to please him i want to do right by him i acknowledge that he is god and he desires that we ought to be our full and honest selves before him. God does not want us to hide any parts of who we are. We are allowed to be our honest and real selves before him. And so when I have a healthy sense and a healthy fear towards God, I'm able to come before God and lay everything before him right and i have i gain this healthy sense and this healthy worship and fear before god by seeking out his wisdom proverbs 2 
three through six. And I really want to share these with you from the Amplified Version because I think we will get a very good sense of what it means to have godly fear. It says, Yes, if you cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek wisdom as for silver and search for skillful and godly wisdom as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of our omniscient God. For the Lord gives skillful and godly wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And so when I seek out his wisdom, like hidden treasure, then will I begin to understand the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord. God gives us knowledge. He gives us understanding, even in our emotions. He gives us understanding and wisdom through his word about what we're feeling, right? We know not to be anxious for anything. Another form of fear, right? But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We find that in Philippians 4, 6 through 7. So when I understand this, when I've sought out this type of wisdom to not be anxious, but to follow up with prayer and petition before God, And when I trust that he's going to do what he said he's going to do and give me peace that surpasses all understanding, then now I've chosen to fear God. I've chosen to acknowledge who he is in my life. I chose him. I've chosen to submit my emotions of fear under the authority of his word. And now instead of allowing my fear to become a tormenting fear, I now have allowed it to be godly fear fear that has wisdom applied to it fear that has understanding um in it fear that is now governed by the spirit of god and submitted under the power of god that's the type of fear we need to live our lives by god has given us the answers and the power to take control of our lives and our emotions so that we can live our best lives for him. A lot of times we like to quote 2 Timothy 1 and 7 that says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And as I was studying for this podcast, I had to reread and reread to the point where I ended up quoting it like this. For God has not given us the spirit of fear doesn't say the emotion, but the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power and of love and of sound mind. He has given you the Holy Ghost, which has power, allows us to govern ourselves in love and gives us a sound mind. He does not give us the tormenting spirit of fear. But the emotion of fear will come. And when it comes, I'm reminded that he has given me a spirit that is of power, 
of love and of a sound mind. He has given me the Holy Ghost. We know that the word tells us that when the Holy Ghost comes upon us, we will be endowed with power. And too often we will want to think of that power as the power to help others the power to deliver others, the power to minister to others. But we forget that that same power that God gives us to be witnesses and to do ministry for others is the same power we have within us to to take control of our own lives, to do ministry within ourselves, to govern our own selves accordingly to the word of God, to submit our emotions and to take control of the emotions that sometimes we allow to run rampant in our lives. We have the power to bring them under subjection to the word so that we may live in a sound mind, right? A mind that is clear and focused on the things of God. And so I challenge you to exercise that power. God has given you the power to overcome fear. That when the emotion of fear comes, I don't have to allow it to torment me and turn into a spirit of fear that is going to govern me negatively. But I actually have the power to say that this will not overtake me. I will lay this before God and God will give me peace. God will give me understanding because that's what his word says. And his word says that he does not give me tormenting fear. He gives me power to overcome. He gives me power to live my life in its fullness and still navigate through these emotions healthily. He's given me that power. So use that power. Take charge. God has equipped us to live our best lives for him, but we too often live beneath what we are equipped, what we've already been equipped to do and have. And this is why it's so important to also seek out knowledge. And you do that by reading your word. Y'all get into your word. Well, all right, y'all. Y'all hung in there with me and it's been 22 minutes. This is longer than usual. (laughs) Y'all know I try to make it as quick and simple as possible, but I wanted to be intentional about how I presented this to y'all. I pray that you heard something that will encourage you, something that will challenge you, but most importantly, something that will transform you so that you will not walk in tormenting fear, but you will walk in godly fear, godly fear that has wisdom and understanding, knowledge and power and respect and reverence for the God that you serve. All right, y'all. Now go and live your best lives for Christ. Love y'all.